Heavenly Father, we pray that this teaching drop as the rain. May the name of the Lord be proclaimed. And we pray, Lord Jesus, that we will ascribe greatness to you, our holy God. We ask all this in Christ's name. Amen. Well, tonight, I'm sure you will not be surprised because if you look beside you, you'll probably find someone who is new. We have a visitor who has come. And I will tell you soon why he is here. But let me start by adding my greetings to Brian's greetings, which he did earlier on. And I'm going to say it again. I said it earlier on. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Good morning. Thank you. Welcome to St. Patrick's Church. And welcome to this uh, evening carol by candlelight. I'm glad you can all speak and answer my greetings. Communication is a good thing. But it can be difficult for some people, as you will probably believe and agree with me. Some of us can actually speak more than others. And that is something I noticed when I was looking into a family. Obviously, not my family. A husband once said, the only time that his wife keeps quiet in the house is when she is sleeping. <laughs> But when asked about the man, the wife said, her husband is a very quiet man, only during the day, but at night. When you think he's sleeping, he opens his mouth to snore, which is louder than talking to anyone in the day. Two Sundays ago, at the start of our study in Luke chapter 1, we read about the promise of God to Zechariah, which we find in chapter 1 verse 13. We saw his response and how he slipped into unbelief in verse 18. The consequences of all these things, the consequence of his unbelief, which means he could no longer speak, can be found in verse 20. And tonight, the prophet could speak again. And being filled with the Holy Spirit, which shows God's presence with his people again, the prophet Zachariah busted into singing. He started to sing. We see that from one of the Bible readings. I think there's the fifth reading which we read tonight. But before we think about the song of Zachariah, which is the title of my talk, of my sermon this evening, there is a song. This is Christmas time and there is a song I love to sing. Now, I would like you to join in if you know this song. Deck the halls with bowls of holy. You're doing well. I don't promise you can be king, okay? We start again and I want to hear you louder. Deck the doors with bowls of holy. Tis a season to be jolly. We're not going to continue, I see. <laughs> I, I understand you all know, you know the song and you can sing very well. Thank you for joining me in that. Zachariah, the man who could not speak, all of a sudden started to sing. Part of the tradition at Christmas is to sing songs, to sing carols which tells the story of Christmas. And a popular writer, uh, Philip Riken, said the gospel is and must be musical. 
He said what God has done must be celebrated in song. And one of my favorite carols, which we have sang tonight, is Joy to the World. The Lord is come. Let the earth receive her King. This is a good song, and I love it because the same rhetoric of the song is found in one of the readings which we read tonight from Luke chapter 1, verse 57 to 80. It is called Zechariah's song, and in Latin Vulgate, this hymn or song is known as the Benedictus, which means praise be. Zechariah's song is a song of praise that echoes the coming of the Lord to his people and the purpose of the Lord's coming. Tonight, as we think about Zechariah's song, I want us to consider two things about someone visiting us in the service tonight, like I mentioned earlier on. And my two points tonight is, who is visiting? And why is he visiting? Who is visiting and why is he visiting? As we can see from verse 68 of the Bible reading in Luke chapter 1, the Lord has come to his people. The Lord Almighty, the King of heaven, has decided to visit us. And the purpose of his visit is to save us from our greatest enemy, which is death. Our greatest enemy is death, and death is caused by our sins. As we can see in verse 78, the Bible shows us that we don't deserve this visit, nor the salvation that the visitor has brought to us, but because of his mercy, the Lord God has chosen to visit us in the person of his son Jesus Christ, which will celebrate his birth at Christmas. Every song that we've been singing is pointing to one person. It's pointing to the Lord Jesus Christ who has come to the world to visit us, to redeem his people, to save his people from their sin. Now let us dive straight into God's word, which we read tonight. In the first chapter of the Gospel of Luke, there were two visitations of the same angel to different people. There were two miraculous births, and both children came for different purposes. Luke chapter 1 from verse 57 to 66, the opening part of the reading which we read, is about the birth of John the Baptist. And in verse 76 to 77, in the song sung by John the Baptist's father, Zechariah, it talked about the mission of John. His father, Zechariah, filled with the Holy Spirit, said, And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sin. The knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. But how are we going to get this forgiveness? How does this come to us? Our focus tonight 
is not on John the Baptist and his visit, but is on the greatest visit of all, the visit of God himself and why he has come. Zechariah sang about the fulfillment of God's promises to raise a horn of salvation for the people of Israel in the house of his servant, David. We see that in verse 68. But he went on to tell us what happened after this promise was fulfilled. To us, when we read this passage of the Bible, it makes a different meaning, but to the first century people, reading this text will remind them of the Israelites when they were in Egypt. They were under the oppression of the Egyptians. They were held in captivity for many years. And in verse 73, Zechariah talked about this promise which God made to Abraham. In verse 74 to 75, he remembered and he referred to that promise which you find in the Old Testament. Zechariah said, to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. At this point, I want to ask a question. What is the greatest enemy that we have today? You might be thinking my enemy is my next door neighbor because he annoys me every day. Maybe your children and you live together in the house, you may think, oh, I don't like my brother. He's such a bully. You might be thinking your enemy is that teacher or the student in the school that annoys you every time. But tonight from our reading, our greatest enemy is death. I am talking tonight of eternal death and condemnation. And what leads to death is sin. The Bible says in Romans chapter 3, I mean chapter 6 verse 23, that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. We read about gift, or we saw in the video earlier on about the gift. The gift of God is eternal life, and the gift of God is what our visitor tonight has come to give us. This gift that we receive from our visitor who is visiting tonight is not because we deserve it, but it is because of his mercy. The Lord has not come to judge us, but he has come to show us mercy. Christ said he has not come to judge the world. You may be thinking about yourself, about the life you've been living. You probably you think, no, I'm not good enough. But can I tell you this evening that the Lord has not come to judge you. But rather, he has come to show you mercy and our response to this gift which the Lord has given to us will be to accept this gift of God. We need the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of our sin. But when we think about it, what is sin? Sin is when we live in deviance to God's rule 
when we say no to God, when we reject Him in all things, this way of life that we think is good before us, the way of life that we live, rejecting God every time, leads to destruction. It creates separation between us and God. But Jesus was born to restore us back to God. He has come to pay the price of sin in full with his blood. It is the rising sun who has come from heaven as described in verse 78 from the reading which we read. And he has come to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. Maybe you're still living in darkness. Living life your own way, doing things that does not please God. The Lord has come to shine as light into our darkness. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. He is the Savior who has come to save us from the shadows of death. The Lord has come. He is the Prince of Peace who has come to guide us into the path of peace. Brothers and sisters, the visitor that is here tonight, as I said at the start of this sermon, is the King of Heaven who has come to us at this Christmas time. His purpose of coming is to redeem us, which means to pay in full for what we cannot pay for. We cannot pay for the price of our sin. He paid it all by his death on the cross. The righteous died for the unrighteous. He has come to save us from the biggest enemy of man, which is death caused by sin. Our response to this born king, which we've been singing about, is to welcome him into our hearts. Remember, he stands at the door of our heart and is knocking. Let us open the door of our heart to him. And it is good to finish with this song in reply to his coming. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Let us welcome him. Let us worship him. Because that is why we have been saved in the first place. Because Christ is the Messiah. He is our Savior. He is the Lord. He has come to visit us and to save us from our sin. Will you let him in? Will you adore him? Will you welcome him? And worship him. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for visiting us tonight. And we thank you because the purpose of your visit is to save us, is to redeem us, is to bring us back to yourself. We pray that as we open the door of our hearts to you tonight, we pray that you will come in and we will be reconciled back to the Lord our God. For we ask all this in Christ's name. Amen. Um, before I finish, I just remember I have to uh, tell you something about this. 
the Gospel of Mark, I, I'm sure this is festive period. Uh, this little booklet, the Gospel of Mark, is at the back of the church, and we would like to give you one each. And uh, I would want to encourage you to open this up during the Christmas holiday and uh, read through it, read through it. And if there's any question you want to ask about what you've read in this little book, please feel free to talk to me. My name is George, and you're free to talk to Brian as well. God bless you. Thank you, George. We're going to start the singer off to Caroline, number 177, once in Royal David's City. Thank you. 